I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. And Ahoy, I'm the comic book hunter, but you could call me Hunter. And this is A Hero Story, episode 76. Welcome. Hello. A Hero Story is a podcast where we talk all things comics. That includes comic book movies, comic book animation, comic book video games, comic books themselves, you name it, we probably talk about it. The usual layout of our episode is we start with the news of the week with all of the four categories I just named, and then we go to the actual comics that we read that week, and we try to give uh, usually a brief recap and then a rating and all that and talk about things we like, dislike, you know, all that jazz. It's a very then, slow uh, week this week, however. Very slow week. It's the new year, and uh, yeah, I only had two things at my shop today. Uh, about four, four, but... Yeah, but that's that's pretty light for both of us. Usually, I'm I'm used to uh, handing the guy a twenty dollar bill and not getting much back. So I'm used to uh, putting my card in and it being like sixty dollars or fifty dollars. <laughs> that sucks. A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Uh, we got a big start uh, today on James Tinion's Batman run. I'm sure I just pronounced his last name wrong. He tweeted something recently Tiny. about how that's actually not how you pronounce his last name. It's not Tinion. But we'll keep too saying all, that until, until two hours of until we get him as a guest. We'll keep pronouncing it wrong, and then we'll be forced to pronounce it right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but so yeah, he started on Batman, which is exciting. He's the first new Batman writer since Tom King took over in 2016. So very exciting. Uh, We're going to be talking about that issue. Um, yes, Amazing Spider-Man number 37. We'll also be talking about briefly. It was mostly just set up for the for what's going to be happening in Amazing Spider-Man in 2020. Pretty decent. Red and the Outlaws also came out, as well as Young Justice. Uh, I'll probably briefly go over Young Justice, because eh, a little bit happened in that. So We'll mostly be focused on Batman, though, when it comes to the comics of the week. Yes, but before we get to any of that, we're actually going to do this episode a bit differently. If you remember from... I don't actually remember what episode this is, but it wasn't too long ago. We did a What If We Wrote Batman Rebirth, and we went through pretty much every arc of Batman Rebirth and just broke it down like how we would change things or keep them the same. And it would just be like our version of Batman Rebirth. So we're going to do that again today, but with Titans Rebirth. Mm. Titans was a series that started in 2016 with all the Rebirth runs and ended, I believe, in 2018. Yeah. Although it felt like it ended long before that. Yeah, pretty much. Because the team split up about halfway through due to creative differences with other books going on. Uh, Wally West was needed in Heroes in Crisis. Uh, Dick Grayson was injured in Batman. And Roy Harper was also going dying in heroes in crisis and those were three major members of the titans so the book kind of had to get rid of those members and by doing that they kind of got rid of everybody except for donna troy and changed the entire team and after that happened sales dropped big time and the book ended up being canceled after about three arcs yeah which was unfortunate because it was probably my favorite book in the beginning of rebirth i think it was the strongest definitely in the beginning and then it just fell off and fell off hard unfortunately it was the first book i would read every time it came out for sure yeah honestly for at least for that first seven to ten issues yeah definitely so we'll be going over kind of what we did last time i guess i don't know if we'll go over each i don't remember every arc off the top yeah, of my head unfortunately, the names of the arcs are probably going to escape us a little bit but uh we could talk about like maybe what we would have done going from the first arc i mean just starting with the first arc i don't think there's much that any of us are going to change uh, either of us are going to change rather okay yeah so um, the first arc Right off the bat, Wally West comes back after being missing for five years, and he, the Titans find him, and they don't remember him at first, but they do this little thing in Titans, which I'll go over more so in a bit here, where if Wally is able to touch somebody, it sends like a little electricity shock to them, and they have a flashback to a moment that they had with Wally, and instantly they remember who he is. But when they first see him, they don't know who this guy is. 
I wish that kept going you know what throughout thinking? everything. Why, what? Hmm? Why didn't they do that with Linda? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, if he could touch them and make them remember, like, shouldn't he have done that with Linda? I don't I'm know. I'm trying to think back to that first arc if they had, like, an explanation as to, like, you know, why. But I don't remember that now. They didn't have really any explanation as to making sense. But if you remember, like, he touched, like, Lilith, and then there was a flashback to when there were kids on the couch talking about... Something yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a great like panel sequence. I, li- I love him talking to each one and like they go from like, oh my god, there's an intruder to this is Wally West. This is one of our best friends. Yeah, like he touches Garth and there's a flashback to when Garth left the Titans and Wally convinced him to stay. And so it's like big moments or small moments, just enough to remember this is Wally West. And they kind of stopped doing that. But anyways, the first arc, I would keep the same. I wouldn't change a thing about that. I like that kind of transition a lot of just... This is the return of Wally West. I think that's the title of the arc too, right? Yes. Yeah. I was just looking it up. It's called the Return of Wally West, which yeah, that was a pretty perfect arc. Um, I, I thought it set up everything that it needed to set up greatly. The team was back together for a reason, which started in Titans Hunt, which was in the Road to Rebirth, mm-hmm. and ended with the Return of Wally West, uh, which was brilliant. You set up Wally and Linda, which at the time I was like, oh, they're setting up a Wally series. This is amazing. Not not so true, but uh, <laughs> they, they were setting up a lot in that issue and that arc rather, and it was uh, six issues and it really flowed very well mm-hmm, for sure um one thing i would have added to that is linda remembering who Walty is when yeah that would have been cool but uh, at the time i was like oh they're gonna do it in, the, in his solo book anyway whatever i'm fine waiting for it and uh yeah if four four years later <laughs> okay if dc editorial said no you can't have linda and wally together right now i would have linda still remember but maybe be so overwhelmed by these memories because she has two lives that she doesn't necessarily want to go to wally right away she needs Mm -hmm. like time to process and time for herself so i would do that and i still have a remember because it was kind of weird how oh you touch all these characters and they suddenly remember who you are but you touch your wife and nothing happens so yeah but at least like i I like that she was like uh like do you remember when he's in the speed force with linda and it's like a speed force version of linda and um he's like and she's like oh you could win her back like you might you know it's gonna be hard work but you could do it yeah and i like, like yeah, that yeah you can i was like yeah that was great but yeah for sure but it's been four years <laughs> yeah so <laughs> then the, the first the first arc was capped off uh right so it was the six issues was the first arc seven if you count like the rebirth special and then uh issue number seven was the superman issue which is pretty perfect as well yes because superman was another one of those characters who remembered what happened before rebirth or before new 52 which i guess everyone kind of remembers now due to superman reborn which is another arc in superman where kind of if makes merges the timelines together yeah. so things that weren't canon before suddenly were canon so but before that those two lost heroes and the one thing i wish they stuck with because superman's like hey if you need anything i'm here for you and then like they never interacted ever again their next interaction is when he's uh finding wally's dead body or when he's bringing wally to jail Yep, pretty much. It's like, oh, they, I kind of was hoping for, like, maybe a four-issue miniseries of those two, or three issues, oh. even. Well, back then, I was on the train that, hey, the button shouldn't be led by Batman and Flash, right. it should be led by Superman and Wally. Yeah, that would have been better, for sure. Would have been cool. Or at least if they were part of it, I thought it would have been cool. But yeah, um, I, I was pretty happy with issue seven. I thought it was great for those uh, two heroes to reconnect with each other, and they were both uh, men at a time. Yeah. I, oh, that's a good title for an arc for them, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, after that, we got the um, the arc where it was their younger selves in Abracadabra. 
if I'm correct. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it wasn't that was part of the first arc. Uh, the next arc was made oh, right. in Manhattan with the uh, Fearsome Five. It, I... It's kind of a forgettable arc. I mean, yeah, I don't really remember, remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's not a great arc. I mean, I, I like the idea of the Fearsome Five showing up. I like them having a rival. Bump, remember Bumblebee shows up in this one? Oh, right, right. And she kind of kind of joins yeah. the Titans. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, tem- it, was, it was like a temporary join. I, I mean, I thought it was a kind of interesting issue. We got like flashbacks to the Titans, which was pretty cool. But yeah, this, this was kind of an underwhelming arc. I mean, I like the idea of the Fearsome Five. I probably would have just stuck to the fearsome five like like trying to make it more of a uh nostalgic type fight like you know these were the titans you know one of the titans main villains in the 80s and try to do it like that um yeah like 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 a lot of the versions of the fearsome five like looked weirdly updated yeah they were a little too modernized which i know you have to modernize some villains especially from the 80s but this was just like they didn't even reflect who they were before a lot of neon, a lot of gloss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of this arc. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna say like it should be scrapped altogether, but it, it was three issues. I felt like it probably could have been resolved in two. No, oh, yeah, um, for sure. Just like you know, introduce the Fearsome Five and maybe set them up for something later in the book. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that is when they get into the crossover with the Teen Titans, which was the Lazarus Contract with I, Deathstroke. I would keep that. But I would remove the Wally heart condition part. Exactly what I was going to say. I I thought Lazarus' contract was pretty enjoyable. I thought Deathstroke with the Speed Force was interesting, even if it was not executed the best. Uh, But yeah, Damian Wayne giving Wally a heart condition. I mean, Damian Wayne's like you know has kind of a reputation of being unlikable for some people. So for him to you know do that made him. I mean, almost worse. Like, you know, un- yeah, worse for a lot of people. So yeah, that was a dumb move, honestly. Yeah, no, and then not a great and plan. Then following the Lazarus contract, which I think only took up like one issue of Titans because it was uh, crossover with mostly Teen Titans and like a Titan slash Teen Titans, so it wasn't actually in the main Titans book other than the one issue. Um, we get the Donna Troy and Wally West arc, which I would scrap completely, where they are, have a romance. Um, actually, funny enough, I think it was called Endgame. Uh, let me just check. Yeah, Endgame. So, oh. uh, yeah, that that was, um, I don't know, kind of a odd idea. Just because Donna and Dick, like, like since the 80s, DC has wanted them to date. And writers were like, no, they're like a, like brother, sister. Like, we would never, you know, they have, like, that kind of relationship. So it wouldn't mm-hmm. make sense for them to date. And then I always felt the same way about Wally and Donna. Like, in the pre-52, at one point, Donna has no memories. And... Uh, Wally's able to use his memories of Donna to restore her memories. And it's like he always remembers Donna as like this perfect girl, like the perfect friend. So for them to be in a romance, I always thought was really weird. And by the way, he was trying to get Linda back like 10 issues before, not even eight issues before. So yeah, it just felt really strange out of place. So I I would scrap honestly that entire arc. I I like the idea of Roy and Donna being together and they were setting it up, but they made wally like kind of a jerk and with trying to like get with donna when he knew roy was into her yeah for sure it's the relationships and i think even we talked about this back when we first started the podcast is the a lot of characters and titans were in relationships and that kind of made the series kind of dive down a little bit i would scrap i would sorry i would scrap wally and donna i would also scrap garth and lilith being a thing together i thought that was kind of random i mean they had cute moments but it's like where was the build up? 
Um, yeah, I, and, and, and that's, the, yeah, that's the biggest problem it had. There was no build-up to anything. Like It's like, Wally wants Linda? Cool. Oh, he's kissing Donna in front of Roy. What the hell? And then you turn the page and Garth and Lilith are like investing their love to each other. It's like, what? What? Yeah. Huh? What? <laughs> it just felt like a lot of a lot of stuff was coming at us fast. And then it's like, okay, this is a little odd. I would, however, keep Donna and Roy, that romance. I thought 100%. that one, that was the single romance Titans had a build up. And it was kind of like a, a random in a way, like, random is in, like, it's still a build-up, it's still, like, good chemistry, it's just random because these two characters were very different from different worlds. One, yeah, but, I mean, but but what the advantage they had with Donna and Roy was in the Titans 1999 uh, series by Devin Grayson, they always, uh, Roy and Donna always kind of had, like, a, you know, flirty-type talk, and they were, yeah. like, almost together so many times, so it felt like, okay, this is paying off the development setback in the 90s you could really just launch board off that and really build them up together oh yeah for sure for sure and i actually like that relationship even though even the cons of it because roy in the end he he's a partner and he's a junkie <laughs> and during yeah, the whole which... drug scene where donna was away uh he ends up cheating on her and i know that's terrible and all that but uh, for story wise i thought that was kind of a decent move going back with cheshire yeah. I thought it yeah, was good for the story. But at the same time, it's just like, I feel like they made it to a point where it's like, we can only tell a story where Roy's a junkie or he's trying to not be a junkie. And it's like, there's That's more to Roy than this like one-dimensional character you're making him. That's a good point. So um, that, that, that's the biggest problem I have with that. And then, um, like in the following arc, we have the one where uh, you remember Wally runs too fast and then he dies. I mean, this was just absolutely unnecessary because... He died like three times in the process of Titan's rebirth, and it's just like the gotchas only get you so many times, and then it's just like he dies on one page. And I'm like, all right, he'll be back next issue, whatever. And then he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's back. And I, I mean, I thought like you know, uh, the fall of Troy is the next arc with the whole Troya stuff. Yeah, Troy. Yeah. Interested in? I wasn't that interested in the Troya, but I thought it had a lot of good character moments. Yeah. So like, um, we get a lot of great Nightwing and Wally West scenes. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, they kind of work together a lot. Even at the beginning of the arc, they kind of do have their own mission together, which is good. Yeah. They're two I mean, I, I think well. Troya could have been cool. I just felt like it, it almost felt rushed in a way. Oh, it definitely Even though it, did. It, it went on for a couple, of it, a couple of issues, but I felt like it would have been cool to build it from maybe the very beginning. Don's okay. dark side, the Troya from the beginning. That way, when you get, I mean, that was like, you know, 17 18 issues in that way when you get to that it's like wow like this you know this was really built up from the very beginning and now it's finally paying off i would have a little hints to troia uh taking a little inspiration here from cw the flash season one i would have her in the background here and there like far away yeah. and maybe donna sees like troia because she's from the future and she looks slightly different so maybe have her like on a building watching them or maybe when they pass for reflection, Donna's reflection is Troy. I, I uh, was I was just thinking that like that would be a really cool scene if like Donna's like looking at in like a reflection and then all of a sudden like it's Troy and she like like she's like double taking and then all of a sudden the, the reflection's gone and it's just like that that would be really cool. Yeah, and build build that for like twenty five issues and have yeah. the readers be like, what is this? And yeah. then eventually it pays off with the Troy arc. Yeah. So that oh um, that would that would be cool. Yeah, that that would be pretty cool, right? Because then Troy would have made more sense. Like when, when I I just felt like at least the way I'm remembering reading it, I was just like, oh okay, this is happening. This seems to have come out of nowhere. Like we 
we it felt like we were jumping around from arc to arc. Like I, like the first arc was really well built, and then after that, it was kind of just like jump, 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 jump. And it's like, you know, if you're gonna do an arc type of story instead of just a bunch of one shots, then you need to build each one and let arcs build on each other. And I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, I don't know what was going on behind the scenes when Lazarus' contract was happening, and it's like, okay, well, I have to correspond with that book, or I have to correspond with the Bat books to know what Nightwing's doing, uh, the Flash books, what Wally's doing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. I, I don't know what was going on in the background of that, but it just felt like instead of giving the reader whiplash from jumping from story point to story point and really not developing any of them, stick to one main story, right? So you want to stick to the Troia, build that up. And then by the time you get to issue 18, the reader's really invested in, in that, and then it comes off as a better story. Yeah, which brings us to the fall of the Titans, which is... Yeah, well, Titans apart, when yep. uh, the infamous cover, cover with uh, all the Titans walking away with their suits on the ground. Yeah, which is where Batman comes in, and it's like, Titans, you guys are under-trained, uh, you guys aren't doing good here, I'm splitting up the team. Terrible move, in my opinion, having yeah, Batman I, split I, up the I team. I thought the way Batman was written was kind of, like, off in this... Uh, he was treating them too young. Yeah, okay. like, he was treating them like, like, if this was, like, a Teen Titans arc, I think it maybe would have made more sense, like, the Teen Titans messed up, and, you know, this is what they get, but this was the Titans, I mean, these are people who are Justice League age, they're, you know, all in their, they're adults, probably, like, 20s, they're so. all, yeah, they're, like, 20s, yeah, so, so that felt weird that Batman, like, came in, like, the, uh, like, the den father, and he's, like, no more Titans, <laughs> yeah, so, instead, I would have Batman come in, still be, like, okay, you guys messed up here, Instead of splitting you up, let's train you better. And I would have everyone's mentor come in. So I'd have Aquaman come in, Wonder Woman, uh, Green Arrow, and Flash, and have them all train each other to be better. I mean, even split up together. So I have like Green Arrow help Donna with some fighting, have uh, Batman help Garth with hand to hand kind of thing, and have a just a single issue, maybe two, maybe an arc, probably not an arc, but maybe just a single issue of Justice League members training Titans. Okay, so, so I, like, I like the idea of Batman doubting them, right? Mm. But I don't like the idea of Batman being like, my word is final, you're done. So I, I, I would have preferred Batman's doubting them, Nightwing wanting to prove himself to Batman and prove himself to the Titans like that he's a good leader. I'd like to see him in this arc actively recruit other Titans. This is where you could bring in a Kyle Rayner type, you could bring in a Supergirl oh, yeah. type, you could bring in Batgirl, whoever it is. And okay. then the Titans team has like a, more of a... Justice League type rotation where it's like not every hero has to be in every arc, but we have members that are like members that aren't even main members, but they're always there for us for an arc or two. They're always there. Like you know, Snyder's Justice League. Fight, yeah, we have a fight that's going to be space bound. Kyle Rayner's our man, you know? Yeah. So, so I think that would be pretty cool. And I, and I think the idea, like they bring it in later in Titans where Kyle comes in, I think it would have been cool to do it right here. And then that way Nightwing's proving himself as the leader of the Titans. And I think at the end of the arc, it would really be cool if Batman goes from doubter to, like, appreciative, like, like I see you can build. You know, that's where they could have done one of their cliche, like, you'll lead the Justice League one day moments, you know? Like, mm. you really you really proved yourself with the Titans. You proved the Titans is not just a team of kids, but are really a force for justice. Yeah, and when they come in, have, like, like, these... I do like the idea of the training. That would be really cool. Yeah, and when these new characters come in, uh, have them kind of like the well-known ones, like Kyle... When he flies in as Green Lantern, uh, everyone's like happy to see him because they know Kyle. Kyle's been a Titan before. Uh, they all get to meet each other and well, say hi. And then he goes to Wally and he doesn't remember Wally. So he says, I'm Kyle. Nice to meet you. Goes to shake his hand. And when Wally shakes his hand, he gets the lightning bolt and gets a flashback and remembers Wally. 
then oh boom. yeah one of those one of the, yeah like do like a splash page where it's just like some of their best moments like in the uh like the static of lightning right like that'd be pretty cool yeah exactly like the whole i remember everything wally moment and flash but instead of just moments of wally moments of kyle and wally together yeah, yeah exactly yeah that'd be great and 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 I think the additions to the Titans would have kept the book fresh because at that point I think the book was starting to get stale, especially after the Troya arc. Like I think a lot of readers were either jumping off or you know they're like, eh, you know, I'm very iffy on this book. So mm-hmm. I think this would have been nice to bring new readers in and keep old readers entertained because you don't want to pick one or the other. You want both to come in. So yeah. So I, I think this could have like a like a Titans fresh start essentially. Exactly. If um, it would have been fun. DC editorial though, if we're writing this book, and they're still like, okay, Wally has to go to prison, Roy has to die, Dick needs to get shot, on these other books, so you can't write these three characters anymore. Um, I have written down here before we started the episode that I would still I would start adding other characters then. Um, have okay. Donna lead, keep Garth around though, keep Garth on the team, keep Lilith, they're fine, but then have like Kyle join, including like. The old Teen Titans members when Damien switched teams. So I have Starfire come in, Raven, Beast Boy, uh, Tim I'd like to have come in if Young Justice wasn't going on, and even Cyborg. Okay, this- yeah, th- yeah, that could be interesting. I mean, the addition of, like, so the the next issue after the, like, uh, after the one we just described is the, uh, was after New Justice. So you had, like, Steel and Miss Martian who felt like terrible outsiders on this book. Like, they just... Did not scream Titans material at all. So, no. um, yeah, I, I would be okay with Tim. I think that would be interesting. I mean, obviously, they were building Young Justice in the background, but I felt like that could have been a good point for uh, Tim to build and become, uh, you know, the team leader that we were seeing in tech at the time. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, you could have seen him grow past Red Robin in that book. Um, but, yeah, if editorial didn't, like, let you have Wally, Dick, and Roy – then I would have went. I mean, honestly, I think Carol would be a great addition and having that super powered, yeah, super being is really cool. And I think Batgirl um, would be really cool. I I, I like the idea of having a Bat family member on the Titans. So Tim would definitely be cool. I think uh, Spoiler would also be cool, Batgirl. So any one of them I think would be a good addition. Actually, yeah, now that I think about it, I think Batgirl would be a better placement because Young Justice would eventually start and Tim would have to go to that book. Like, like I think the the trinity of the Titans becoming Donna Troy, Supergirl, and Batgirl sounds very interesting to me. Yeah, I if, like that, actually. If DC Editorial told you your trilogy or your uh, trinity that you have right now is all going away, you're dead. So, you're like, all right, here, here's the new trinity I'm spinning out. And, and it's I just like the Justice League's trinity, game. too. A Batman member, a Super member, and a Wonder Woman member. So. Yeah, so so I think you could have built some stories off of that, and uh, maybe the Justice League having some like, ah, what are you, what are you doing there? Like, I don't know if I like this team, and you know, them proving themselves mission through mission, and then having a Green Lantern on the Titans, I think would be interesting, and then you could take more of a uh, cosmic scope of you know where they go with the book. So I think multiverse adventures have become a bit stale at this point because everyone feels like they're doing them, but uh, maybe seeing them go from planet to planet in the in space would be cool better um, than multiverse yeah because everyone's like, doing like, multiverse I, I, think, um, I don't know if you've ever seen green lantern in the animated series but uh the plot of that is how jordan is going around from planet to planet uh and he's going on adventures that all connect to, like a bigger story which built to the red lanterns but he was going from planet to planet and there was like a new story each planet and each arc was like you know three to four episodes so um, I think Titans being written kind of like a TV show would have been an interesting approach. You know, go from planet to planet, 
you can get character building moments from there. And these are people who couldn't have an interesting take in space. And, you know, having the Green Lantern and um, a Kryptonian on your team gives you space cred. So, but they still have to build themselves as a, you know, as a team. So I think that's maybe the route I would have went. Agreed. That's a good route. And that's kind of, and then eventually you get canceled. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Titans went, I, I didn't think it was that many issues, but they might have went like maybe another 10 issues or so with that new team and it was just not good. They were like trying to spin yeah. out of uh, the, the new Justice, which was like I, I get what they were trying to build up, but it's just like I felt that Mar- Miss Martian was extremely unlikable in the series. Beast Boy was kind of just like the dumb kid there and then Steel was unlikable. So when, when you had, you know, three of your new additions, two are unlikable and one is just like not adding anything to the book, then you know, it, it's really hard to keep a book going. Yeah, and Beast Boy was kind of odd in that too. <laughs> I was kind of more beast than boy, which that's a cool idea, but it, they never really resolved that too. Yeah, they never resolved it. And they also like had to tie into Drowned Earth. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, pretty much. So, so like it, it, was, it was tough, like, you know, I'm trying to build my story here, but I have to connect to this. Mm-hmm. And they just like threw in Kyle Rayner just to be like, hey, Kyle Rayner's on the cover. Buy this book. And it's like, no, you didn't, you know, introduce him at all. He kind of just pops up. So, which is, yeah, not not a good plan. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's pretty much, I mean, that's pretty, yeah, pretty much brings us to the end of Titans. So that's where we would have, what well, we would have done with Titans Rebirth. Let us know what you think of that. Um, Titans is an interesting book to me that I feel like they've never really had a great ongoing where, like, you know, every arc is pretty good. Like, Titans 2008 starts good for the first 10 issues and then falls off. Titans 99 is good for 20 or so issues, but really falls off. This Titans 2016, for, like, you know, a good 8 to 10 issues, it's fun, and then it falls off. So I I really want to see the Titans succeed. And I don't think it's as hard as, you know, writers are making it out to be. But I I just think you got to try to keep the book as fresh as possible and try to bring in new ideas while remaining loyal to the hey people have nostalgia for these characters so build off of that yeah and i mean i feel like we're gonna get a relaunch of titans for the fall when a uh, season three of the show starts to come out i mean we got birds of prey came out in 2016 got canceled is returning now due to the movie same with suicide squad got canceled returning pretty quick here or i think yeah it already did return i believe yeah the first issue already came out last yeah week. so yeah, so I feel like Titans will get relaunched in 2020 pretty soon here. Let's hope it's good. <laughs> yeah, and, and I also think getting the right, uh, you know, the right writer is important. I mean, like Dan Abnett was writing Aquaman at the time, so I felt like he was pretty occupied with that. So to have him working on Aquaman and Titans, and then like he clearly got stale. But instead of changing the writer, they just changed like the art team. And I thought the Brett Booth art was fine for Titans, so I was surprised they changed that. Uh, but I felt like they should have changed the writer at some point. That never happened. So yeah, it was the same writer the entire time. Do what they did with Batman, like just switch up the writer and just keep going from there. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a new writer could help bring in a fresh approach. Like you know, for sure. You look at some of these all-time great runs. Sometimes a new writer is all a book needs. So mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, so hopefully the Titans are back one day, and hopefully they're good again, and you know, hopefully our Trinity will be okay. I mean, I guess Roy's dead, but you know, I think <laughs> Connor Hawk would be an interesting one if you need a uh, oh, yeah. archer. I'd love to see him return. 
Yeah, that is a good point. Um, so, Jamie I, I Blue think DC Beetle. has the advantage over Marvel in the sense that their young heroes are so good. I feel like Marvel has young heroes, but they just don't have as many as DC has. So I feel like DC should really take full advantage of that in the Titans book. And even for Marvel's upcoming uh, Outlawed, I believe it's called, their young yeah. hero book, it's only three. It's Nova, it's Miss Marvel, it's Miles Morales. Who, those are their three best young heroes, but they don't have much more besides those three. Yeah, so I feel like they should work with the advantage they have and, you know, really can make something special in a Titans book. And, you know, I, I think Titans has unlimited potential if the editorial is willing to work with the writer and, you know, the writer's able to get the right group of heroes. I mean, I think that's all it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let us know yeah, what you think. That's what Titans Rebirth. Yeah, let us know what you think. I, that was pretty fun. Maybe we'll do it with another book. We had done it with Batman, uh, Tom King's Batman, and now we've done it with Titans. So maybe we'll do another one one day. Yeah, fun. last night uh, JD suggested to me doing Flash Forward one day. I figure we probably wait till the series ends, but probably do it one day for sure. Yeah, yeah, that would be spring. fun too. So yeah, if you guys have a book that you want to hear our thoughts on what we would change, let us know. Just DM us, Comic Book Hunter, History of the Flash on Instagram. Or uh, just comment on SoundCloud. Or yeah, you can, yeah, you can comment on SoundCloud. Uh, sometimes I see them, I'm like, oh, snap, I forgot about that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> but so, people do comment sometimes, so hi. Occasionally, yeah. Yeah. Um, For, I guess now we're into the news of the week. So welcome to roughly 30 minutes into the podcast where we go over the news. Timestamps will be in the description. (laughs) Yeah, timestamps in the description. We go over the news of the week. Um, Starting with movie news, we have a bit, like, very small amount of TV news and even a little bit of gaming news and tiny bit of comic news. Mostly movie news, so we'll start with that. Birds of Prey got a new trailer for some reason. It is extremely soon that the movie's coming out. It's coming out in, like, a month and, like, a week. So... Trailer does confirm once again that this is an R-rated film. Besides that, it doesn't show too much. It's a very fun trailer, though. Uh, the main takeaway from this is we get to see Ewan McGregor put on black masks. Black mask. Finally. Thank thank God. Yeah, just finally just showing that he does have it. He will wear it in the film. Granted, it's probably going to be a minute long that he puts it on, but he's going to wear it. And, oh, I mean, it's comic accurate. I mean, you can't really... Not make that Comic Con I I worry that it'll be like a thing where it's like the uh, end credit scene is like him putting on the mask. Oh God! And then it'll, and then it'll be a terrible a terrible uh, pun. It'll be like it's night in Gotham, a black night, and then he throws on the black mask. <laughs> like like please don't benefit. <laughs> don't do that, please. <laughs> um, I mean, it's hard. This movie Bruce Wayne is mentioned in this, but I feel like this is in a universe where Bruce Wayne doesn't exist. Because that's Ben Affleck, and he's kind of gone now. So yeah, I mean, th- from the beginning of the trailer, what drives me crazy is the uh, and this is a problem I have with Suicide Squad too. Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie, I think she's a wonderful actress. I think uh, she's really good. <laughs> Her accent changes so much. It does, and, yeah. And in the, even in the beginning of the trailer, I feel like it from the beginning of the trailer to the end of the trailer, her accent changes as Harley Quinn. So um, yeah, not so hyped about that. Um, I don't know. I, I watched a trailer where Harley Quinn's eating spray cheese while crying on the couch. Not a sentence I thought I'd be saying, but <laughs> here we are in 2020 saying that. Um, I, Cassandra Kane, I mean, I'm just so disappointed. <laughs> and, and I know Hunter really likes Cassandra Kane, so I think that's got to hurt even worse. I'm, I'm a big yeah. cast fan, so this is a little hard to watch. She's one of my I, favorite superheroes ever, Cassandra Kane. And she, oh God, why is she like this? Yeah. Why? It's, it's, 
it's really hard to watch happen to her. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we saw the canary cry, which was pretty cool. It'll, yep. She'll actually have a canary cry, which is nice. Uh, they I like teasing that. At it. Um, I'm trying to think what else was even in the trailer. I really mostly was just, just a like, montage of explosions. And my, my, I was losing brain cells as the trailer was going on. I mean, I think <laughs> this is going to be one of those movies where I'm just like. I watch it and I'm like, well, that's thirteen dollars. I'm never seeing again. <laughs> I watch it and be like, yeah, this exists. Okay, moving yeah. on. <laughs> moving I mean, we'll on. be seeing it day one, and we'll be you know reviewing it on the podcast opening weekend. But uh, just it does not look very good. I don't know, and it, it has a weird following. Like, I'm I'm surprised how many accounts I see online that are like so hyped about this and say like it's a new kind of superhero movie and this is fresh and creative. And I'm like, new and you know different not always a good thing like i yeah i'm glad that we're getting out of formulatic movies like you know sometimes the mcu falls into a bit of a rut with formulatic movies but i don't you know this is way in the wrong direction i mean and mm-hmm. as a birds of prey fan i mean this is just absolutely atrocious i mean ugh, like, and i love the birds of prey comics this is this is hard to watch it's just getting rid of batgirl replacing with hartley quinn and it just seems like even in the trailer, I mean, these. I'm sure development won't happen, but it seems like none of the characters like each other, too. And uh-huh. it's like, this doesn't seem like a team. It just seems like a bunch of people in the same place at the same time. And Yeah, like, like I feel like and this is going to be one of those things where it's like, they're the birds of prey, but they're never actually going to say, like, birds of prey. No, oh, DC is actually quite good at not mentioning a name. <laughs> Justice League, I believe, was never mentioned in Justice League. Wonder Woman's name has never been mentioned once in live action since Gal Gadot got casted. Uh, yeah. Superman is mentioned here and there. Batman is mentioned here and there. But I think Aquaman was mentioned once. Shazam. Hey, fish boy. Yeah, hey, fish boy. Can I get a pick? Like, but it's just DC tends to they avoid saying the name of the hero or the team. So Birds of Prey, guarantee will be mentioned at the end of the movie i'm trying to think did they say justice league at all in justice league i don't think i'm so. scared to rewatch i'm scared to rewatch and try to find it but i don't think um, they do I, don't, I saw justice league three times and i can't think of them saying it no they don't i'm trying to think of like ezra's flash made like a stupid joke about it but i can't think of it so i don't think ezra's so, flash was even called flash yeah well he was uh scared of bullets guy yeah and bugs and violence and uh tall people and brunch and yeah. terrible stuff um yeah so so speaking of ezra's flash that's a segue right Ooh. um yeah I'm, I'm not the best at the segues but i try my best that was pretty uh, ezra's good. flash is uh solo movies in development it's gonna start filming after fantastic beast 3 which is almost done filming if i'm correct oh i didn't hear about that so i, yeah. I knew he was filming it after that one i'm actually like shocked that we got a whole trilogy of fantastic beasts and we still haven't got a flash film <laughs> Yeah, but uh, crazy to think. Uh, but he has the director Andy Machete, right, working on it, who is the mm-hmm. director of it and it too. Yep. And he revealed, or some it was revealed somehow that Flashpoint will be the subject of the Flash movie, and it's going to be they they said it's going to be Flashpoint, but not the way you're thinking of. So CW um, Flashpoint, <laughs> which is something that I made on my on the Instagram post. I had uh, commented that, and it got a lot of likes on it. So I think uh, I was like, "Didn't the CW already do a different version of Flashpoint, and it was terrible? Like three episodes of Cisco being a billionaire and uh, some Wasn't other it just weird like stuff." One episode. It, it was really short. Regardless, uh, Flashpoint's going to be the movie subject, and uh, it's going to be different than what we know. So my thoughts on this. 
Flashpoint is an overrated Flash story. I don't get why it's the go-to when we think of Flash stories. I can name 15 better Flash stories, and I I don't know. Like it seems weird to me that like whenever you ask someone on social media like what's what's the go-to Flash story, it's either Rebirth 09 or Flashpoint. It's just like well, there, there's so many better stories. And yeah. Flashpoint is really cool. I think the world building is really cool. If you don't build it up, I just feel like it doesn't have the emotional impact that it should. And somebody brought up recently that, like, oh, well, the animated movie doesn't have any build-up with The Flash. Like, you don't really know anything about him before the animated movie starts. And I'm like, that's fair. But the animated movie also cuts out some of the best scenes of Flashpoint. So, like, the scene where at the end of Flashpoint when Barry has to go back and stop himself and he talks to his mother. I mean, I think that's one of the best scenes when he's telling his mother, like, I have to let you die. That's cut out of the animated movie completely because they didn't build up who Nora is or how important it is to his origin. So She was barely in it. She mean yeah, like so a, I, yeah. The, she was like, "Oh, you're a hero, like Batman." So that, that's like all she has in the movie, and maybe like the beginning scene of the movie. So I, I just feel like it's a mistake to do this as movie number one. I, I think it could have a cool cinematic, you know, view, but it just doesn't work for movie number one when you're gonna have to give me Barry's origin and Eobard's origin and Flashpoint in the same movie. Now, does that mean they're gonna cut, you know, all the Superman stuff? Uh, probably. They're gonna cut the Mirrorverse. Wonder Woman, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I mean, who doesn't want to watch uh, Gal Gadot chop off Amber Heard's head? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> could um, see Batman I'm, I'm still hoping, having a role. I'm hoping Jeffrey Dean Morgan is still uh, the Batman. I mean, he, he said he was down when this was, like, quote-unquote announced two years ago. He To me, he screams the perfect uh, Thomas Wayne. And when you watch him in roles like Negan or Comedian, you're like, oh, yeah, he could definitely nail Flashpoint Batman. Yeah, and he's even mentioned before he likes the character, he likes the concept, he wants to do it. So yeah. I hope they keep him around. I hope they do him as Flashpoint Batman. And I think this is also going to lead up to putting Pattinson into the Batman well, role. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think this is to try to correlate some kind of DCEU happening? Yeah, pretty much. This is going to try to connect all the DC stuff. Um, we're going to get Robert. It's going to end with the letter to Bruce. Well, at least I hope. And but he's going to be giving it to Flash or to Robert Pattinson's Batman Pattinson. instead of Affleck's, yeah. which is in in Flashpoint in the comics. I mean, he gives a letter to New Fifty Two Batman instead of pre Fifty Two Batman. So, and that is a yeah. younger version of Batman too. He was only Batman for five years or so. So yeah, the, that's true. which is also Pattinson is also going to be Batman in around five years into the career. So speaking of Pattinson Batman, yeah, two, two segues in a row. Segues. On fire. Uh, so filming. we got some we got some set picks of uh, Battinson, which is oh cool. my god, I'm um, so excited. Okay, this it's, movie it's just a picture of him on a motorcycle in like a Gotham news van. Hello, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, my my home phone rings, of course. But yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> um, I am so excited for this movie. I I'm so excited that's actually happening. It's filming. Just when when this movie was like announced to be like officially happening with Pattinson, and we were getting castings every few weeks. I was looking forward to this day where we would, it would start filming. We'd get our first little set pictures. And then within a hero story here on this podcast, I feel like every week or two weeks, we're going to be talking about this movie because something's going to come out from this movie. Whether it's a set picture, an official picture, another casting, anything like that, we're going to be talking about the Batman up until release. I guarantee it. The hero story is now a the Batman story. I feel like <laughs> I, I mean I'm thinking the suit reveal is going to be coming within the next month or so but I hope so 
I mean, okay. yeah. So uh, we see some set pictures. Gotham news van, uh, Gotham police car, uh, the penguin. Uh, he's got blonde hair and an umbrella. Colin Farrell, I believe, is the actor who Matt Reeves. Yes. I feel like he forgot to confirm that he's penguin, but he was rumored for a while. He but... he did confirm on Twitter. He said, yeah. uh, like, "Hey Oz" or something like yeah, that. With penguin an is Oswell Cobblepot. So um, I guess yeah. they're going more telltale, a skinnier penguin, which you know I'm not. I don't mind. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I feel like Penguin's weight doesn't really go with the character. It's just a look, in a way. So, I'm fine with that. I mean, he's still going to be the crime lord and whatnot. Uh, we saw set pictures of Wayne Tower, too. I don't know if you saw that or not. Oh, no, I didn't see that one. Yeah, that was last night. Well, as of this recording, it was last night. We got pictures of a building at night uh, with a huge W. This is Wayne Enterprise, I believe. I mean, it's just ah. Wayne Tower. Also, the news van says Channel 4, I believe Channel 4, HD. Now, the HD makes me kind of tilt my head, because isn't this supposed to be set in the 90s? Because HD ah. wasn't really a thing until, like, 2003. So, I'm is this early I'm wondering if they just kind of scrapped 2000s? the idea of, like, uh, it's set in the 90s. Maybe, yeah. It's hard to tell right now. Because I was expecting, like, old-fashioned... Well, not old-fashioned, like, 90s-style news vans and whatnot. But that looks like a fairly modern news van. So, maybe they did scrap that idea. It's also being filmed in London. This is the first time we got a London Gotham, I believe. Outside of, uh... I believe it's been filmed in London once. Maybe it was the Gotham show. Or Pennyworth. Oh. Pennyworth. Interesting. So, it's filmed in London. Inside. I'm excited for that. And, yeah, I mean, Robert Pattinson on a motorbike. It's very... Uh, Batman year one zero year. So I'm, a, I'm looking forward to it. Anything you want to add? Inter- interesting. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm like one of the only people who's not like, like, you know, anytime the Batman's mentioned like head over heels, like, oh my God, I'm so hyped. Like I'm hyped to the point where I'm like, yeah, a new Batman film. Cool. I'm, you know, I want to see more before I get overly hyped, but uh, it's definitely got a lot of online buzz behind this. Like this is, you know, a DC film that could definitely break a billion, I think. Unfortunately, I have put myself in the Justice League level of hype. Where oh, <laughs> I'm no. just like, yeah, I know. I'm going to disappoint myself. I mean, it was I'm... good times when it was hype, but when it was sad, it was sad. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I feel like this is our first comic accurate Batman movie. So, I mean, I, I'm, the idea of Long Halloween being the subject is very interesting to me because that's, in my opinion, the best Loeb sale book. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm very hyped for that, and I think it's easy to do a sequel because they literally have a sequel, uh, Batman Dark Victory. So yeah. um, I, I think that'd be really cool to showcase that. And my favorite thing about Long Halloween and Dark Victory are they're both uh, mystery thrillers, and I think that's a very interesting subject to in movies. Uh, I didn't personally watch it, but I know Knives Out was like one of those uh, kind of mystery thrillers that keeps you guessing the whole time. So if they can I do that in a Batman so- film, that would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, even at the end of Long Halloween, you believe the killer is, uh, his name. Do you, you, think, think, w- you think it's Two-Face, but then it's actually, uh, Alberto Falcone. Yeah, who's also, like, his assistant. It was also kind of like a, they don't really confirm, yeah, the, the, but it well, makes The you... holiday killings were done by, like, three people, so that's why it keeps you guessing so much. And then, mm-hmm. um, I actually recently read, uh, Batman Dark Victory, and, um... And interestingly enough, that's where uh, you get like the it's the follow up story, and it's also another one that keeps you guessing. I don't want to spoil for anyone who hasn't read it, but uh, it's it's very good. Like with another mystery, so yeah, like, I had a feeling I thought who it was, and then I was completely surprised. I was like, oh wow, that was that was that was good. That was interesting. 
And director Matt Reeves does say he wants to go over the de- detective side of the world's greatest detective here. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Jeffrey Wright also just recently tweeted out that he woke up this morning and headed straight to Gotham. So he was filming today. Uh, this is Thursday, uh, January 9th, for those listening, mm-hmm. uh, as we're recording. So yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I hope that he will be a comic accurate Batman, like Ben Affleck's Batman, a bit less like Christian Bale's Batman, but also his own Batman. Speaker Christian Bale. Christian Bale oh, is... Oh, yeah. the segue. Yeah. Timing it right. Um, he is in heavy talks to be a character in Thor 4, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Who do you think he yeah, will play? I, I saw people online theorizing about like Beta Ray Bill. A lot um, of people are saying Beta Ray Bill. I think that's just only because they like the character. Um, yeah, pers- well, I was thinking Beta Ray Bill because he's got like the big uh, like orange type face. I was thinking they were probably going to do some kind of CGI type thing. No, they, Marvel, they definitely but. would. Yeah, just maybe with Bale doing motion Bale. capture. And it's, I, it's a little weird to be all the people like uh, online, like the screen rant type sites that were like, "Oh my god, he's giving up his DC allegiance." Like, what? Christian <laughs> Bale hasn't worked with DC since 2012. What DC allegiance? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just because he was Batman, and now he's going to be. Uh, side character in Thor. I personally want him as the villain. Put him as Gore the God Butcher. Who, oh, that, that's the other one that I've heard other than Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. I want him as that so badly. Now, the more I think about it, the more I want it. Bale in a villain type role can be incredible. And Gore the God Butcher is one of Marvel's scariest villains. He could kill gods easily. He tortures Thor in a cave for months, which makes Thor literally fear him. And just seeing Bale deliver, like, evil lines could be great. And, I mean, he is an alien, so there is going to be some kind of Make thing. He won't look like, yeah. He, he kind of looks like a mix of Voldemort and whatever Ahsoka's alien is in Star Wars. A nice long Clone Wars, okay. Yeah, you know, you got, like, the Ahsoka hair, but Voldemort-like okay. face. So, mostly prosthetics, but you can still have, like, Bale's eyes and mouth and facial features. Just get rid of the nose and the hair. And still a human-like body, really. So, make him Gore the God Butcher. That's my one hope. And if he is, I will be so happy. That is a perfect casting for me for Gore. And Gore is one of my favorites. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So, oh, I want that so bad. But, yeah. um, He's in talks right now. Nothing's confirmed, but... The talks is real. It's not a rumor. So it's just all up to Bale and his agent to say yes or no. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like usually in talks is like almost confirmed. Pretty much. Jonah Hill was in uh, talks. He said Jonah no. Hill. Yeah. yeah. So it depends how much money. million dollars to play a side character. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, hopefully he ends up saying yes. And then, bam, we got we Thor is going on in his way to be, a. I feel like a pretty decent marvel movie i have really hope natalie portman's a good actress uh chris hemsworth it's a good cast director a little iffy about when he comes to thor but uh, i mean yeah, he's I mean, he's an I, mcu I, director I know Ta- uh, Ta- Taiki, taika he's like an all-time great director and people love him i hate thor ragnarok so much so <laughs> i don't I, want it to be wacky otherwise yeah. just have him walk off to pick a different director like dr strange Segway, Doctor wow, Strange. Wow, this is, a, this is a hero story record with all these segways. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm trying to think in my head while speaking here. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness director Scott Derrickson has dropped out of the movie. Uh, 
there's a lot of talk saying it's because he wanted to make the movie a full-on horror. Marvel Studios wanted him to make it like a superhero movie with horror elements. But due to creative differences, he, they both agreed that he should leave and another director should come. The other director is not confirmed to be anyone yet. And there is no sign of, that the movie's going to be delayed at all. So it's just kind of on hold for now as far as deuce-wise. But yeah, he's still going to direct yeah. it. Where, where? I mean, this is a little this is a little disappointing because I thought Derrickson did a really good job with Doctor Strange one, and I'm sure I agree. Feels the same way. I so, agree. So uh, a little disappointing, and I think the idea of a horror movie that's like a superhero movie is very interesting. But to make it, and I mean, I get both sides. I think it would be interesting to do a horror movie, but obviously it's much more marketable to do something that's a horror elements because if it's a horror movie, then you probably need it to be rated R. I mean, maybe you could do a horror PG thirteen, but. To make it more, uh, you know, m- more kid-friendly, I guess, you know, Marvel Studios can make more money. So, mm-hmm. I-, I definitely see both sides of it, but very disappointing to see him go, nonetheless. Yeah, sad to see him go, but I understand. So, um, as far as TV news, Crisis on Infinite Earths got his last poster. Stephen Amell is on that as a Spectre. He just looks like he's wearing a raincoat, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it looks pretty terrible. I was hoping he would have, like, the pale face, but oh well. Um, yeah. For gaming, Ark- Warner Bros. Montreal has been teasing another Arkham game again. They did this in September, and nothing came from it at all. They teased it on Instagram, and then said nothing. Uh, several months later, to today, they have been posting more teasers, teasing uh, more Court of Owls stuff. Uh, the caption of their latest post said, Capture the Night, I believe. Night as in, like, K-N-I-G-H-T. So... It's still happening, maybe, but it just kind of feels like, ah, oh, here we go again. I'm guessing we're not going to get anything until, like, summer. But hopefully we're cool Michael Scott, no doubt about it, I am ready to hurt again. I am ready <laughs> to get hurt by Warner Brothers Montreal with another lie that a game is coming. I've been waiting for a Superman game for 55 years now. I've been waiting for another Arkham game for so long. It's teases, teases, teases. I won't believe anything until I see a teaser trailer. Agreed. Um... And, yeah, that's kind of for the news. Uh, there's a bit of TU and Batman news, but I guess we could go over that when we go over the comic. Which yeah. is, I guess, yeah. So, Batman number 86 uh, came out. This is the first Tinio and Batman. Tom King is officially off Batman. So, after almost three years of writing, we have a new writer. Crazy. Yep. Oh, it is three years. Almost four years, sorry. Yeah, almost four years of writing. So, uh, we'll give our quick recap and our review of this issue. You want to start? Yeah, so um, uh, I thought it was pretty enjoyable. I mean, both sides of the creative team are familiar. Tony S. Daniels on the art, and he's done a lot of Batman work from uh, the late 2000s slash early 2010s. And he actually did some work in King's uh, King's run as well. He did a lot of of covers post-wedding. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Tinian uh, worked on Detective Comics, so we've gotten a lot of his Batman. So uh, it was nothing radically new. We've, we know both of these people. So it, it, was a, it was a good issue. I mean, I think the first issue was really just meant to build stuff up for further arcs. Like, at the end, you know, we, we know Penguin's coming up and Joker and all that and, you know, Catwoman's involved. So um, I, you mentioned earlier before we started recording, like, the, they're trying to go with, like, the Adam West-type villains for uh this book and like having to team up so yeah and that's a joker penguin uh riddler catwoman but they're also throwing in harley quinn which i'm okay with actually i like harley when she's not in her own book or suicide squad 
having her Batman, I'm actually kind of curious to see. Yeah, I'm, tr I'm trying to think. Has Tinian written Harley? I can't think of her popping up in Detective when he was on. I can't think of her either, but having her fight Batman in Gotham where she belongs, I'm looking forward to, actually. For once, I'm looking forward to a Harley thing. Yeah, and, and the villain team-ups uh, seem to be pretty interesting, so... Right off the bat in this book, we have Deathstroke versus Batman, which I was... I know it was shown in covers and whatnot coming up, but I was still surprised by that. I was like, oh, crap, Deathstroke, and they had a little fight. Uh, the artist, uh, Daniel, he did a lot of art on Deathstroke New 52, and in that book, Deathstroke fought oh, Batman. Did he? I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. So having the red eye, which a lot of artists don't do, but he does, was a little bit nostalgic for New 52 fans like myself. I like the way he draw Deathstroke a lot, and he's not in his Rebirth suit, which I just noticed now. He's more of a classic suit. Uh, well, his Rebirth title ended, so I feel like having him not in a Rebirth suit is fine. Oh, his Rebirth title ended? I didn't know that. Yeah, it ended at 50. So, oh, wow. Which was about two months ago. Maybe oh, wow. a month ago. So, yeah, I think having him in a new suit is acceptable, and it, it looks fine to me. I kind of prefer the more armor-type look compared to his latest, uh, more spandexy suit. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, uh, it was this book was dark with the death in front of Catwoman by that person at the Wayne party. And yeah. it's setting up something for Gotham, which I'm looking forward to. So Bruce yeah. Wayne is rebuilding Gotham to make it a bit more modern, a bit more modern. Benjamin, Benjamin <laughs> Percy is shrieking at the modern city. Yeah. So I'm right off the bat at the first splash page of Batman in the Rain, which looks beautiful, by the way. There's a billboard that says rebuilding Gotham City for everyone. Wayne Enterprise. So uh, what, what did you think of uh, calling Alfred Alfred when he met Lucius? That was sad. In a good way. Very sad. I thought so, it was written well, though. Yeah. Uh, so Batman, he finishes fighting Deathstroke, and he calls Alfred for help, and Lucius is the one who replies. And you get this, that one page after Lucius replies, that Batman just silent in the rain, and the shadow covers his face. And he just says, forgive me, Lucius. It's been a long night. It's like, yeah. ugh. It hurts, but it's good. Um, what do you think of Batman's new plane thing? <laughs> his new what his new vehicle oh yeah i think that's cool i mean i think the cool part of having lucius around in the book is the toys are gonna be good so yeah new tech uh, yeah it's i think it's gonna be kind of reminds tech. me of a mix of the batwing like his plane and the machine he had in the just the justice league movie that like yeah. crawled through the sewer which mm -hmm. i thought was cool it's a little confusing yeah. but it looks neat um and then we get the epilogue, which is continuing from the epilogue of Tom King's run, which I'm looking forward to. All this yeah. is Joker grunts being killed, kind of Dark Knight style. But yeah, apparently Joker's planning something big, and no one can know what it is, otherwise you die. So yeah, interesting. Uh rereading it now, I kind of enjoyed it a bit more. I kind of yeah. I mean, it's mostly meant for setup, but yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was a very fine issue to start with, and I think it's. I'm I'm actually kind of surprised how new reader friendly it was. I was expecting it to be more tied into like the King. you know yeah fallout of City of Bane. I mean I think Deathstroke brings up Bane once, but other than that, it's kind of just does. like business business as normal. And but, I mean I wonder if they're yeah. going to build more into City of Bane with uh, Bruce rebuilding the city, maybe to cover up for what happened in City of Bane. Probably yeah yeah I see what you mean. But God, this art's good. <laughs> and then uh, we're getting George Jimenez on art too. So oh. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's nice to have a Batman book that I love. 
and it's been so long. <laughs> so, uh, I give it a nine. Honestly, great setup. Yeah, I'm, I'm, probably, I'm probably closer to eight. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely enjoyed this issue, and I'm curious to see where uh, Tinian goes. I barely see a flaw. So yeah, really excited for this. Good job, yeah. Tinian. Um, young or actually, let me just quickly go over Batman and the Outsiders. There's just one thing I want to touch upon. Let me just grab it. Yeah, go ahead. Of course. One thing I want to touch up on. Again, fantastic book. Fantastic series. Fantastic issue. This is number nine. If you're not reading this, read it now. It's so good. Uh, Black Lightning is such a cool character in this. Um, one thing that happens in this is Duke and Cassandra, so Signal and Orphan, um, they're kind of fighting in Metropolis for some reason. They're just taking down thugs there. And the Batman comes and he says, we need to talk now. Uh, they go to a rooftop. They get out of their superhero outfits. So Bruce Wayne's in like a suit. And they're just all wearing casual clothes. Um, they talk about how, like, Duke and Cassandra feel like they can handle themselves. And they're fine just picking up crime where they want to. But Bruce kind of explains, like, I could protect you. Like, you should be, like, you're still young. You're trained, but you could still be better. And that, mm-hmm. like, I don't want you all to get hurt. You all have been through a lot recently. Like, I could help you. And Cassandra says like she yells at bruce saying stop protecting me and bruce says never which i thought was a good line and then um something that shocked me was you this is before he flipped the page but duke's like uh bruce behind you and bruce turns around and superman's right there just listening in and i didn't expect to see superman in this book but uh uh he talks to bruce about how like um he's sorry about alfred which i was like oh crap we're getting that in this book of all things all right that's nice continuity yeah, it really good continuity. And then he starts saying, like, um, he's like, here, let me just read it real quick. Clark says that he could help with anything that Bruce needs. And Bruce is just like, I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't, like, not now. I'll talk to you about it one day, Clark, but not now. And then uh, Clark mentions, like, well, let's talk about your, your sidekicks here, like Duke and Cassandra and black lightning and all that let's talk about your team and how i could help with that i can make things more simple for you all and bruce kind of he kind of says sarcastically he's like what are you gonna do tell the world who we are like you did to yourself it's like ooh, continuity (laughs) so Uh bruce seems to not like the idea of clark revealing his identity his identity here and then eventually Uh they kind of agree to like you do your thing you do mine and they kind of nod at each other and clark flies off but that's mm-hmm. that's kind of all I wanted to mention in this issue. Then it just goes back to the story. But just the Clark and Bruce conversation, connecting to both Alfred's death and Superman revealing his, his identity, which is great. Writers need to do this more. And yeah, that's great. It's I, unexpected. Yeah, I was very shocked by that. Like Bruce making the comment about the identity, uh, Superman saying I'm sorry about Alfred, and yeah, it was great. I love the issue. Um, Young Justice, real quick. Meh. <laughs> I mean. The entire issue was just them wondering where uh, Connor is, because Connor's in another dimension again. Uh, a lot of Hall of Justice stuff, and this was basically um, Bendis' Wonder Comics crossover event. So the Wonder Twins have a huge moment in this. Oh, not moment, just a huge role of them talking to Young Justice. Uh, Bart like hacks into the Hall of Justice computer, uh, he knows the password because he's from the future, I guess. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. And But when he like goes in, it says, Approved, welcome Barry Allen, and a picture of 
Bart's face appears on the screen, which we were talking in our group chat this morning about like uh, Comic Pappy on Instagram. He was really upset about that and confused. Yeah, he was actually. Yeah, and I understand that. It is kind of weird how it says "Welcome Barry Allen." He appears, but no one knows that Bart's around right now. So yeah. this computer from the future. I don't know. Um, also, Dial H for Hero was in this, which I didn't don't really know too much about. I guess it's these teenagers that have a phone that, depending on the number you dial, you turn into a superhero, which is yeah, a that's, cool concept. That's the concept of it. I think Sam Humphrey's writing that one actually. Yeah, well, they they appear. They try to get Connor to like teleport to them, but it messed up, and the teenagers came for Dial H for Hero, and they decided like. We'll come join Young Justice for a bit, and we'll help find uh, Connor. So they're like, "All right." It's, it's, it's essentially Bendis being like, "Hey, these are all Wonder Comics books. Let's yeah, put them all together like, to make more sales." We get a splash page at the end of Young Justice running together along with the Wonder Twins and Dial H for Hero. Uh, the the boy in Dial H for Hero dials a number and turns into basically Spider Man. <laughs> he has like a blue suit though, like it's very twenty ninety nine like, and it has like the Kid Flash style hair cut out uh it looks cool but it's literally spider-man and he starts swinging on webs that even have like the the uh, spaghetti like style that spider-man has so it's like okay that's a it's a little too much <laughs> a little on the nose yeah but yeah i mean it's i'll keep reading it for aqualad and sideways coming in because i love those characters but it's all right yeah i temporarily dropped young justice but when the new guys come i'll probably get back on but yeah i was a little frustrated with where the story was going so mm-hmm. so is that i mean yeah. good comics it wasn't that bad of a week do you know what's coming out next week at all uh i don't know but i mean i'm assuming since this was the off week flash will be back next week because yeah um it's usually on the off week of batman and if i'm not mistaken we haven't had a superman issue in a while i was gonna so. say i'm guessing superman um i think justice league the finale for snyder Oh, right, the, but that was already kind of spoiled. Yeah, it was spoiled in Hell Horizon the other day. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't think of what else is coming, but... I mean, we'll, we'll still yeah, be I here did, on the show. Pulled, I just so. pulled up the list for... Uh, yeah, I mean, I just pulled up the list for the new comics of the week uh, for January 15th, 2020. Feels really weird to say. Um, Avengers is up to issue number 29 now. Oh wow, it's been uh, slow. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm surprised I actually got 29. I thought it was uh, further. Oh, Aquaman number 56, Flash Forward number six. I'm sorry, Flash Forward number five, rather. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Just League Odyssey, we don't read. Nightwing 68, don't read. Yeah, not much next week either. It seems. The Batman's Grave is continuing Legion with uh, Damian Wayne, Flash 86, like I said. Uh, yeah, the next question, the deaths of Xavier. Yeah, kind of, a, kind of a slow week. Like, for stuff I read, it's basically just Aquaman, Flash Forward. Oh, Flash Forward. And okay, Flash. cool. Okay, well, Flash Forward is exciting. Yeah, it's, it, this is the cover with uh, Wally on the Mobius chair with, like, the rainbows coming out of right, his head. And, uh, yeah. The secrets of the multiverse are mine. I wish a new Batman was coming out. <laughs> yeah well, well i think uh dc put out like a tweet or an instagram post today like you only have to wait 13 more days till the next batman issue well that sucks still a long wait but i'm looking forward to it i like it a lot so far um like yeah. that's a hero story 
Yeah, I guess that's the episode. It feels weird doing so few comics, but I hope you enjoyed the Titans Rebirth uh, little thing we did. I thought that was pretty fun, sure. and I'd like to do more of them in the future. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five-star review or whatever you feel we should be given. Five stars would be appreciated as it helps with the rankings. Yeah. Um, for Hero Story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. Bwah!